Welcome to Care of Souls, a podcast of 180 Ministries where Dr. Stuart Scott serves as the Executive Director. 180 Ministries equips local churches with biblical counseling by offering counseling, education, and consulting services. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about how we can serve you. This podcast is being recorded in cooperation with the Masters University, where Dr. Scott also serves as a professor of biblical counseling. Visit their website at masters.edu to learn more about their programs in biblical counseling. It's good to be with you on the Care of Souls podcast today. I'm Mark Smith, and this next installment in our One Another series is a simple one for believers to acknowledge and understand, but a difficult one for us to obey and put into practice, which is be kind to one another, from Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, which says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Stuart and Adam, teach us about this one another. Boy, being kind to one another is a daily need in <laughs> hmm. our society, especially today, isn't it, Stuart? It sure is. Well, tell us just a little bit about this passage we just heard Mark read to us, Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Seems like we find ourselves back here in Ephesians 4, mm-hmm. as often we do as biblical counselors. What's going on here in this context? Well, as we've uh, mentioned before, the practical doctrine position that we are in Christ and the gospel is always in the usually the first part of the epistles. Mm-hmm. So as we mentioned before, usually the one and others come into the practice uh, when you're living it out, who we are in Christ. So position, uh, doctrine in Christ, all of the, the gospel truths in chapters one through three, then it turns in chapter four. Now this is how it's displayed. This is how you work it out, how you practice mm-hmm. uh, being in Christ. Now walk in a manner worthy of that calling. Mm. So, And it reiterates it again in verses 22 to 24, mm-hmm. our position to put off the old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and then to put on the new self created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. So again, who we used to be, a renewing of the mind, the heart, and now living out, putting on the new man and living that out. And what that looks like is verses 25, uh, especially down to 32, real specific putting off uh, certain tendencies, fleshly tendencies from the old nature, and now we're putting on and living out who we are in Christ. Mm. So this one another, be kind to one another, Uh, the best way to really understand that is to understand what we're not to be doing, Mm -hmm. which is verse 31. Okay. Uh, Verse 31 really sets up, uh, let all bitterness, and bitterness really is sharp digging words, Uh, the picria. It's a sharp, um, hurtful, harsh words. Mm. Uh, It says for husbands not to be embittered with their wives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just impatient, harsh, digging. Now, when I think about being bitter, sometimes we think about holding something for a period of time, and it kind of grows on you, and like there's a root of bitterness. Does it also include that concept? Well, it's it's come to do that. It's Mm -hmm. come to mean that, or at least apply that way. 
but it really doesn't show up in the area of forgiveness. Uh, that root of bitterness is in Rome, uh, Hebrews 11, or uh, chapter 12, I think, mm-hmm. with uh, Esau, mm-hmm. that he had a root of bitterness. But it's not a, usually associated with, uh, necessarily with forgiveness, the opposite of forgiveness. It's okay. usually a lack of loving right. someone, and so you get bitter mm-hmm. about hurts and things yeah. that people have done. So we need to put that off. We got to get rid of it. Yep. We got to confess it, throw it off. What else do we have to throw off here? Uh, it says wrath and anger, which is the real display uh, of anger, that outward explosion, wrath, and then anger is usually that settled indignation, like I could kill you, you know, but I'm silent. Just with it's, that it's, look. It's, it's, it's killing with a silencer, you know, okay. so to speak. <laughs> uh, the other, you know, they're angry. Uh, they're yeah. just wrath-filled. And then it it says clamor, which is loud quarreling and yelling. Mm-hmm. And then slander is usually lying. Uh, uh, it's gossiping with lying attached to okay. it, a blasphemy uh, about a person. And malice is the inward motive to hurt someone, mm. right? You, you want them to, uh, like revenge. Yeah. It, it's That is put on one side is our natural fleshly tendencies towards one another. Now, do you think that there's a progression there, or are these just giving us these five or six different descriptions that all are inclusive of the flesh acting at its worst? I just think they're all inclusive there, uh, different displays. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't know that you could say it one leads to the other to the other, because you'd have wrath, the outward goes to the inner a settled indignation. It usually it's the other way around. Yeah, uh, I'm. I get angry, and then it comes out. But... And so, what you're saying, Doctor Scott, is that these these tendencies in the flesh of verse 31 are really the antithesis of what we are to be, which right. we see in verse 32. Yeah, and that's why it helps us understand how to be kind to one another because we're not doing verse 31. Gotcha. Don't do this. Right. Instead. Right. Put on uh, this kind of uh, Christ-like behavior. This is all done. Uh, to be more like Christ, uh, it's all done by the help of the Spirit, all because we're in Christ, but be kind to one another. That The word kind involves not being harsh, mm-hmm. being benevolent, useful, not uh, cumbersome. It's used, uh, Jesus used it when he said, um, come unto me, all you who are uh, weary and heavy laden. He says, my yoke is easy. That's the same word. Okay. So it's um, not difficult. It's challenging, but it's not difficult. You shouldn't be a difficult person, mm-hmm. uh, harsh, impatient, all the verse 31 stuff. Right. But look for ways to be useful and kind and good. And then compassion comes right next to it. Uh, the tender-hearted means to be full of compassion. And then forgiving one another. So there's you have, there's no malice. There's no impatience harsh words. Mm -hmm. It's kind words. It's compassionate heart uh, and a forgiving orientation, a a forgiving character, because it's Christ in us. Talking about these are the characteristics that Christ displayed, where would you say in the Bible, what's a story maybe out of the Gospels that might come to mind that says or demonstrates Christ's kindness to somebody? Oh yeah, Matthew 18 is probably the the best uh, section there I'm feeling like church discipline, man, when you yeah. say my, Matthew 18. Is yeah, that where you're going, or you're going somewhere else? Well, we can address it, too, when we deal with forgiving one another. Okay. I'll walk through that uh, uh-huh. a little bit there, but th- you have that king, that parable mm-hmm. there, the king. Uh, he was 
compassionate. Mm-hmm. He was kind with a man who owed him, what, three lifetimes to repay, right. who actually stolen from him. Yeah. So you have the kind words. Uh, he was compassionate and he was forgiving. Mm. The three words right there are right in that passage. Right there in Matthew mm-hmm. 18. And when we talk about being kind, we're saying uh, one of the words you used I'm not uh, familiar with when I think kindness, you said being useful. Yeah. When I think about being kind, I'm thinking about my Southern uh, upbringing, having right. that Southern uh, etiquette of you know opening the door for someone right. or uh, you know looking at them in the eye, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, all that might be part of kindness, but when you were saying being useful, what are you highlighting there? Uh, being benevolent, okay. looking for ways to be kind to people. Uh, is looking for ways to do them good. So it's more than just in polite in your conversation, yeah. though that's key right. and, and certainly important. It's also, I want to help you. Yeah. Like, I want to serve you. I want to do something that would be kind, that would better you or help encourage you. Right. I think the the kindness, compassion, forgiving starts in our heart, but it always is displayed into actions. So you can always see in Christ that he's kind, compassionate, and tender-hearted and forgiving, because look what he did. Mm. And it should be said of us, too, this is from the inside, a work of the Spirit in our heart, but it should come out into our actions. Mm. Would you say that kindness is an emotion, or it's something you do? Or a little bit of both? I I would think it's a little bit of both. Um, That's always the easy answer. A little bit of both. Yeah, the the word emotion, you know, it starts with um, our affections and comes out in displays. So it's an affection of the spirit Mm -hmm. because there's nothing good in us, nothing kind in and of ourselves. It would be wrought there by the spirit. And then it's displayed out into our behavior with one another. Okay. All right. Well, we, you know, when we talk about the kindness and specifically thinking about the kindness of God, there's mm. that other common verse that our right. minds go to, that it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Yes. Is that the same kind of kindness that we're seeing here, that we're to be learning from God's example towards the reprobate sinner, right. and that's how we need to be towards anyone? I would say that, yes, Romans uh, chapter 2, isn't it? Ch- mm-hmm. Chapter 2, uh, where... God's kindness leads us to repentance, which goes kind of goes with the uh, Matthew 18. Mm-hmm. It's we see God as kind and compassionate and forgiving because he's displayed it through Christ. And you see God's kindness and how he responds, a blessing for a curse that comes out in his words, his deeds. You see his compassion when we would tend to be impatient, but God, Christ was patient with people very kind with people in the Gospels, Mm -hmm. as he treated even his disciples. Yeah, I was just reading this morning out of um, the Gospel of uh, Mark towards the end when uh, they're questioning Jesus, you know, are you the Son of God, yes or not? And they're mocking him and hitting him and striking him, and he just always responds with that kindness. You know, 1 Peter 2, who's being reviled, but he did not Mm -hmm. revile in return. When he suffered, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And that's really an example of Christ was always kind. There's never a point in time when he wasn't. Uh, displaying that kindness of God that we're to emulate right. and following his example. And I think that uh, the only way that's possible is that we're constantly meditating on the fact that we're here for God's glory mm. and not our own reputation, our own good, our own desires. It's it's all more about Christ, less of us. Mm-hmm. It's the only way that you'll come back with people, you know, prayerfully with a kind word. Mm. 
or compassionate towards them is if we're not thinking about us, but we're really thinking about God's glory, the person of Christ and their good, the mm-hmm. other p- person's good. If I don't have my mind on those topics, then I will revert to my own self fleshly, mm-hmm. and then I'll get up into verse 31. Mm. And then you're in a bad spot. I am. Get out of 31. That's right. Get to 32. That's right. Hey, it's interesting as we're talking about these characteristics of 31, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and slander, along with all malice, um, two of those we see God the Father exemplifies in his own behavior, which is wrath and anger. Mm. The other ones, I don't think we see anywhere in Scripture where God is referred to as being bitter or having clamor, mm. slander, or malice. So how, how is it that God can have wrath and anger if we're told to put off wrath and anger? Well, because ours is all mixed with our own benefit, our own reputation. Yeah, uh, God can be full of wrath uh, because his glory is at stake. Uh, if we're thinking about God's glory, it's possible we could have be righteously angry, mm-hmm. but most of the time it's about us and what we want. We're not getting what we want. So God is perfect in all of his ways, all of his characteristics, attributes. So wrath is any, any violation of, of his uh, just will, his, uh, his law. You know, God is perfect in all of his ways. So when he's wrathful, it's just. And it's leading to his judgment against right. sin, right. and that he would be right and consistent with his character to That's pour right. out his wrath That's upon right. the sins of those who would not repent and believe, or we could say even poured out his wrath on his son right. on the cross, who was our sin bearer, right. who bore our sins. That's right. But we never have a, a right to be wrathful. We do have a right to be angry if we're being sinlessly angry, Yes, as it says there in, a little bit earlier, be angry, uh, but do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. But those are things, in this context of verse 31, he's basically saying these would be all considered a sinful response of a human being, and that we want to put that off, and as we read in Ephesians 4, 23, be renewed in the spirit of our minds, and then put on this kind of behavior, and there it is again in verse 32, to be kind Mm -hmm. and to be tenderhearted, compassionate is what you said, Mm -hmm. and then forgiving one another, just like God and Christ forgave us. Um, how about in kindness? When we talk a little bit more about kindness, uh, Dr. Scott, we're thinking about maybe sometimes we refer to in communication that there's a certain tone and maybe even a timing of when you might want to bring up a particular matter that might be uh, tempted to go to a bad place in communication, and you want it to stay in a kind, patient communication. Uh, talk to me a little bit about tone and maybe even about timing. Yeah, um when you deal with, uh, like in the Proverbs, when it says a gentle word can turn away wrath. Yeah. So you, our, our words that we choose to use uh, need to be uplifting, which is verse 29 uh, there in the same passage. Mm-hmm. But what we say, when we say it, how we say it, how much we say mm-hmm. are all sort of guards, uh, as David and even Solomon said, you know, set a guard over my mouth, right? Keep watch over the door of my lips. Those kind of things, should I say this? Is this the timing, the right time to say it? And why am I saying it? Is that out of love for them? Or is it just an irritation with me? Mm. If we can ask those questions quickly, it'll save us a lot of uh, heartache, hurts, sin. Mm. 
those yeah. kind of things. So be, just asking ourselves those sure. questions. Yeah, be slow to speak. That's right. Uh, quick to listen. Yep. Uh, be slow to angry as well. Yep. Uh, is there a way, what do you do, Dr. Scott, if you happen to be finding yourself to be impatient or you're tempted to experience bitterness and it just comes upon you? You know, you're not trying to be mean or ugly, but somebody says something, it could be a spouse or a family member or a student or a disgruntled uh, counselee, and they just say something and it just doesn't quite hit you right. Right. And in that moment, <laughs> you're, you're tempted to respond, you know, how do you turn that in that moment from the bitterness and the anger and the clamor and slander and malice? How do we, how do we just turn that to say, you know, I'm going to choose to be kind in this moment? Yeah. And I wish I could say I've always been successful at, <laughs> at uh, <laughs> not going in the wrong place, but uh, I, I have sinned and numerous times. But if I can hold my tongue, and just work through my thoughts, right? My thoughts, my affections, just try, even for a few minutes, what's going on? I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm angry or I'm impatient. What am I wanting I'm not getting? Did I do something to provoke this? If I can just ask a lot of questions quickly and hold my tongue, mm. Uh, so, it'll so, prevent a lot, of, a lot of problems. So you're biblically counseling yourself I am. in your mind, in yep. that moment, yep. saying, I need to return, as you've already said, back to the glory of God. I need to return to his character, the redemption he provides through Jesus on the cross. I'm a new creation. I've got to put away the old. I need to be renewed right now That's right. in the spirit of my mind. And now I need to be able to act in this way. And I pray, Lord, help me. Right? I mean, just quick, like Peter prayed when he was sinking, you know, yeah. help. Uh, you don't have to have long these long prayers. Just Lord, I need your grace. I need your help right now. So if, if I'm ever with you and I hear Lord help me, I, I know I know you're <laughs> struggling right. with me, right? <laughs> or if I got quiet, uh, <laughs> it was Nehemiah five where I saw a little a narrative where uh, Nehemiah heard some things going on there with uh, the Israelites being enslaving mm -hmm. uh, to pay off debts and right. very stuff. And it says I was very angry when I heard their outcry at these words. And then verse seven says, and I took counsel with myself. And I go, there you, there go. you go. There, there it is. is. It's that's biblical. It. That's right. So I thought that if I can just pull away, mm -hmm. and that's in parenting as well. If you can just pull away, Lord, help me, and start kind of thinking through is it, what's happening? Why am I uh, angry? Is it my fault? Did I provoke this? Does something need to be said? Does it need to be said right now? Mm. It, it, it just helps us uh, to reflect God's image rather than eclipse it. Sure. Yeah. You know how Bambi said in 1941 <laughs> on that infamous movie, uh, famous movie, you know, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Right. Uh, I've, I've found that to be helpful, and then I found it to be unbiblical, hmm. because the Bible doesn't say, say nothing at all. Right. It says, say something filled with grace. Right. And so what we really want to do is in that moment, maybe you could just start with, you know what? I love you, yeah. or I'm so thankful we're having this conversation. Right. This is an important topic that yeah. we need to talk about. You know, you just start to kind of build a foundation of like, hey, we love each other. Right. We're on the same team here. A parent talking to a child, a spouse talking to their, their, their husband or wife, or even someone at church, like, hey, I'm so thankful that we can have this conversation. I just want to reiterate, you know, my love for you, mm -hmm. my desire to honor God in the conversation. I want to understand you. Maybe I'm not understanding exactly what you said. You can just start there. Like yeah. if you don't know where else to go, just That's start right. going there and building that. And maybe God will help then bring that full conversation to yeah. where it needs to go. And you could even say, why don't we just take a few minutes to calm down? Because it got it is getting a little tense. Maybe just calm down, pray. Ask yourself, what do we agree about? What do we, what do we disagree about? And how are we going to approach it in a way that pleases God? Mm -hmm. You know, if you can just take a few minutes to 
uh, and not just say whatever you're thinking, yeah. then we end up usually sinning. You know, I was counseling with a couple recently, and they were discussing how they work through arguments, and when one of them is upset and wants to talk through something, uh, and, th- and they, they mentioned the idea of, what do I do when I feel like in that moment I want to say, hey, can let's just take a minute and let's pray? And then his wife oftentimes would respond, I don't want to pray right now. What would you say to that couple who's in that place? I would say that's not a good place to be. If I don't want to pray, then I'm probably not in the Spirit. I'm not walking in the Spirit. So how would you counsel the husband in that moment? How should he respond to her quick, you know, I don't want to pray right now? Let's say, I, I think we need to. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or if we have sinned, it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. But this could be a, a, a big preventative to keep us from sinning any further. And if it's not only for her good, it would be for my good. Should, should he say, I think we need to kindly? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I should be kindly and compassionate, right? Tender-hearted. In other words, he can't be like, we do need to pray right now. You are such a mess. You know, then he's not really exemplifying right. what we're talking about. Yeah. If I can't pray, then I, I'm in the wrong, mm. right? I mean, it, and we've all probably been there where we've sinned, and it's time to pray for a meal or something, and you're just like, man, I, don't, <laughs> I need to go to the Lord. He's the one I need to go to. But I shouldn't be trying to resolve issues mm-hmm. when I'm not really walking and filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Of course, First Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. That's so in right. that moment, we want to come to a place of prayer, ask God to help us truly put off these sinful behaviors, be renewed in the spirit of our mind, and then to put on the kindness, the tenderheartedness that we see in God. Mm-hmm. Just go to God, That's right. run to Him, see His character, see His beauty, see His saving work through the gospel that has brought us to uh, repentance, and then let's act in accordance with the calling that God's called us to. Thanks, guys. To our listeners, maybe you've been unkind to someone and stopped short of fully repenting of your sin by only seeking forgiveness, but not searching the scriptures for the truth about how you should act and then not acting accordingly. Think of different ways you can put off unkindness and be renewed in your mind about what it means to be kind and put on kindness in intentional and specific ways according to what the Bible says. Thanks for joining us today, and may the Lord bless you as you seek to honor the Lord by being kind to one another. Until next time, take care. Thank you for joining us today on Care of Souls. We hope you were challenged and encouraged by the truth from Scripture and are better equipped to serve Christ in His church. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about our resources and services. Until next time, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. May the Lord bless you as you abide in Him.